0: In my observation, fawning is when you abandon your own needs, your own sense of self to avoid that conflict or disapproval or criticism or abuse. And yes, you can put your needs up front when they need to be up front. Will it take time? It sure will. Can you do it? I know you can. Welcome to the Rising Beyond Podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process or dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. Hey, have you ever been called a people pleaser or is that a label that you have taken on yourself? Maybe you try and fly underneath the radar, or maybe you say, I'm sorry, and apologize for everything. Maybe you hold back any of your opinions or preferences, even if it's about small things that seem not even that important. Is this you? Maybe you try to fix other people and rescue people from things that they've got going on in in their world, and yet you cannot reach out for help if it's something that you're needing help with. Does this sound familiar? Well, if it does, we are going to talk today about the fourth trauma response, which is termed fawning. Fawning which most people consider people-pleasing or placating or appeasing other people, to stay safe. So this response was coined, the term was coined by a man named Peter Walker. I believe he was a marriage and family therapist or something of the sort. I can find that out. And he coined the term fawning for a fawning response in his book, Complex PTSD from Surviving to Thriving. And this is a trauma response that I see a ton of in working with survivors of relationship abuse. I'm going to share a quote from him that I really think wraps it up all in one short, concise statement. Fawning is a response to a threat by becoming more appealing to the threat. Yep. How many of you have tried to do that, become more appealing to your abusive partner so that you are not going to, quote unquote, cause conflict or any other form of criticism or abuse It's a way that you can stay safe and it works for the most part. It may feel maladaptive now that you're constantly doing it for other people, but it did likely help keep you safe. So the other trauma responses that I talked about in episode 11 are the ones that are most commonly known of fight, flight, and freeze. So these trauma responses are unconscious responses of you're either going to fight the threat, you're going to run away, or you are going to freeze and dissociate and shut down to just hopefully make it through the danger. And your brain does these for you to keep you safe and alive. Fawning also seems to be unconscious to an extent, but it is definitely a learned behavior. And so unfortunately, it can cause major problems down the line because in my observation, fawning is when you abandon your own needs, your own sense of self to avoid that conflict or disapproval, or criticism, or abuse. It is something that comes up so frequently and can be so frustrating during the healing process from abusive relationships. And you'll notice that this trauma response is really, really common in those of you who rate high in the personality trait of agreeableness. And this is something if you are interested in how your personality traits may be correlated and linked to your experiences in relationships and with other people, go back to episode two in the interview I do with Shelly Pumphrey. We talk all about it, how different personality traits are linked to becoming victimized by abusive people. But this idea of agreeableness is really synonymous almost with people pleasing. And so right now, if you are now beating yourself up for being a people pleaser, you're kicking yourself when you're already feeling down. Let's stop doing that. I'm here to give you permission to be at peace with using these behaviors. It has likely served you well in the past, or guess what? You wouldn't have done it. Let's honor your experience and honor what you needed to do to survive. You're here listening to this, looking at how to heal. And so it worked well for you in that space when you were in an abusive relationship. But you know what? It doesn't just come from being in an abusive relationship right? So there are many reasons, specifically women, seem to use this type of response in our worlds, in our lives. You've already left your abusive and narcissistic partner, and yet you still have to have contact with them because you share children with them. These communications via text or email can derail your entire day, especially if you're not sure what they're going to come up with this time or how to respond. I am here to help. Download this new and updated roadmap for communicating with your narcissistic ex by going to www.risingbeyondpc.com slash free or go to the link in my show notes so that you can respond to these communications with confidence. So where does fawning come from? It comes from a lot of different places. So I want you to think of what was your role in your family, right? It can be something as small as you know not speaking up when it's time to choose the food to eat or the restaurant to go to. Or maybe you just take the gift that you have no interest in and th- say thank you and you use it like you love it, even though you hate it. Maybe you watch the shows that your family watched and join in the discussions, but inside you really would w- would have wanted to watch something else, but it just makes it easier to Forget about what you like, forget about what you need, just so that things stay calm and pleasant in your house. You know, it can be that way, but it also comes from relational trauma. So, relational trauma could be trauma from childhood, it could be trauma in your adult romantic relationships, but When it is a trauma response, it is not typically from a single event trauma. It is from trauma that happens over time or neglect that happens over time. So that is why it is a learned response because you can get really good at it over time. You learn how to stay in your abuser's good graces. You learn how to make yourself less of a target. You know, it's not going to happen from a car accident, most likely. And then let's look at our culture. What are we told and taught as little girls? I was really taught to be kind, which is great, still be kind. To be generous, still be generous. And yet some of the times those labels were not used just because I was kind or generous. It was because I was putting others' needs above my own. And girls are taught that this is good and you're going to get good approval and the compliments for doing those things, for being that good girl. And so culturally, we are also taught to stay quiet, not take up space, and to not cause conflict, to have fewer opinions, to keep our mouths shut and just be pretty. And that's gross. And so, again, did that work for you in your relationship to stay safer? Yep, it sure did. It sure did. So let's not knock it. But now you might be thinking, Ugh, I do it all the time. I say yes to things that I don't want to do. I smile and nod when inside I am shaking with anger, right? Our outsides are not matching our insides. It's not matching our value systems. So if you are in that place and you really do want to make some shifts in your world, what can you do to reverse the fawning trauma response? Because guess what? There are things you can do. So your first step really is becoming mindful of your patterns of behavior. So I want you to notice, am I doing this behavior to avoid conflict, to get someone's approval, to fly under the radar and be invisible? And is this behavior at my own expense? So you know what? Sometimes... You want to fly under the radar, and it's not causing any harm. Sometimes you're going to say yes to something and put someone else's needs above your own, but it's not harmful to you. So let's look at, is what I'm doing harmful in any way? Are these behaviors or thoughts causing or related to cognitive dissonance? which you might remember is when you have two opposing thoughts or feelings or when your behaviors go against your value system. So a really common one is, I love him. I'm fearful of him. Or I would never let someone treat me like this. And I stay in this abusive relationship. So is your people-pleasing behavior or that fawning response Keeping you in a state of cognitive dissonance. When you're in that state of cognitive dissonance, it's really hard to heal. It's really hard to get out of trauma bonds. It's really hard to make any decisions because your mind sometimes doesn't know which way to go. Do I go with this value system or this behavior? Do I go with this thought or that thought? It's a really uncomfortable place to be. So are you acting in a way that does not match your value system? What else can you do? You can validate, validate, validate your feelings. You need to stay away from people who are going to gaslight you. You are going to become more aware and not run away from all of the feelings that are coming up. You know, your feelings are just information for you. Information on, am I safe, am I not safe? Is this a situation I should stay in or not stay in, right? It's just information for you. And so looking at emotion that way and validating it. So you may need to start challenging some of your thoughts around this and validating your experience. So an example of this might be, this behavior kept me safe, and now I'm learning a new way of working in my world. So this is a thing, and I'd like something different. And do you see how that adds a sense of compassion, self-compassion and grace to what you've experienced? It honors that survival that you needed in this situation. Another way to kind of reverse the effects of, of this trauma and, and the fawning response is to find out who you are. Who are you? What's your sense of self? What do you like? What do you dislike? What are your values? What are your dreams and your goals for yourself? And if this is an area where you come up blank, total goose egg when you're asking yourself these questions, then I would love for you to go back and listen to, I think it's episode five, on how you find yourself after an abusive relationship. Because one of the things that completely gets stripped in one of these relationships, especially if your partner is narcissistic, is your sense of self. And you lost that as a way to stay safe. And you lost that because if you don't have it, you are more likely to remain stuck in the relationship. So if that's an area where you really struggle, then seek extra support in that area. Go listen to that episode. And this is something to work on with a therapist. And then last, and of course, not least, there's other things, but One of the other things you can do is really focus on building a safe inner circle of support. People who will respect and encourage you to hold appropriate boundaries. Those who are going to listen to your experiences, your feelings, and validate them. Those you can share your healing journey with. A place where you can respectfully agree to disagree. Not everyone is going to value the same thing. Not everyone is going to like the same things. And there's no better values and there's no better things. It just is what it is. And so being in a place where that is okay is really important. This is honestly one of the main reasons I created the Rising Beyond Community is to offer that safe place for survivors of relationship abuse because very often they've lost their people and there's such a strong worry that you won't be believed, that you have to defend yourself 24-7 and so you need a place, whether it's in my community or you have created it in your own ecology, with your own family and friends where you feel truly safe. And yes, you can stop people-pleasing. You can hold boundaries. You can put your needs up front when they need to be up front. Will it take time? It sure will. Can you do it? I know you can. So if you have a people-pleaser in your life, if you would share this episode with them, that would be greatly appreciated on my end and probably on their end as well. And I'll be with you next time on a brand new episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you're healing from relationship abuse and are looking for support and sisterhood during this journey, I'd love to invite you to the Rising Beyond community where you will get expert guidance connection with others going through similar experiences and a safe place where you'll always feel seen, heard, and believed. To learn more and to join, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com. We'd love to be a part of your healing journey.